Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. Real quick, I wanted to make sure you all knew about the second live episode of This Might Be a Podcast. We are doing Birdhouse in Your Soul live in Chicago on Friday, July 26th at the G-Man Tavern. The G-Man Tavern, July 26th. And we're going to have the taping of Birdhouse in Your Soul episode with me and a roundtable. Followed by Outdoor Valor, my band doing some They Might Be Giants covers and originals. And the headliner is Chicago Indie Punkers Pet Cemetery, also doing some They Might Be Giants covers, including Birdhouse in Your Soul. So, everybody, please, if you're in the Chicago area, I hope to see you there. One quick mailbag item we've got Jonathan Leonard left us a voicemail about the can't keep Johnny down episode. Here's Jonathan. Hey, uh, just calling about the can't keep Johnny down episode. Uh, definitely good insights, fun to listen to. One of my favorites off of Jonas myself. But uh, I, for me, it always stuck in my head that line about bathroom in his pants and uh, he thinks he's better than me. Like a specific poll for they might be giants of like them being in the New York attitude. Uh, kind of thing of like, oh, you think he thinks he's better than me, Mr. Astronaut? He shits his pants. How how much better than me can he actually be? So I, it just uh, sort of hit me with that particular attitude, and so that was always one of my uh, favorite lines. And without the context, just is extremely odd to say out loud, independent of the song or saying this is something that an asshole would say. But anyways, love the show. Bye. Thanks, Jonathan. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 224-801-2930. That's 224-801-2930. And now on to I, Palindrome I. Editor's note, this was recorded back in early December of 2018. So you'll hear me incorrectly uh, total the amount of They Might Be Giants album. So, uh, with that said, enjoy. Someday mother will die and I'll get the money. Mom leans down and says my sentiments exactly. You son of a bitch. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. That's right, They Might Be Giants. And <laughs> you should have had a longer pause there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they might be giants. We're gonna talk about I Palindrome I. See that bulletproof dress hanging from the clothesline. See the medical chart with the random So, once again, I have an old and dear friend, Patrick Mooney, here with me. You heard him previously on the Anna Ng episode, uh, photographer and poet and writer extraordinaire. 
And uh, be- <laughs> oh, to hear that out loud is just and so be- beard enthusiast, uh, <laughs> kickboxer, 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 tattoo. Uh, you're a walking Collector. work of art. Um, you do have some of the best tattoos uh, that I've ever seen, and uh, yeah, well, that that I think that's a good introduction, right? I'll take it. Okay, so. Well, I think to start, you need to define palindrome. Yes, and this in this song, they have both palindromes that are backwards and forwards with letters, as well as backwards and forwards the same with words, as in the title. The title, if you take the letters, is not the same backwards and forwards, obviously. Right. But the words I, palindrome, following by another I, make it a word palindrome. Is there a specific name for that? A palindrome that's words? Is that like a certain type of palindrome? There, there must be a fancier name for that. Because most people think of palindrome as the letters. Like, a man, a plan, a canal, Panama is the same with the letters backwards and forwards. There are some other famous ones. Right. Um, are you looking up this answer for me, or what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I've just got hooked on Samordnalap. <laughs> Samordnalap is a name coined for words that spell a different word in reverse. Huh. Give me an example. Stressed, which is desserts spelled backwards. <laughs> when you're stressed, you eat desserts. That works out. Noon is a palindrome, but not a smordnalap because it's the same word, whether spelled backwards yeah. or forward. So that would be a true so, palindrome. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, but there's no, it doesn't look like there's a... Like there's palindromic numbers, right? Maybe it's maybe it's just like a palindromic sentence. Okay. I don't see I don't see anything that says it's specifically called something if it's a sentence or a word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reversible anagrams. It's funny. I don't know. On more than one occasion, I've shown that to students that a man, a plan, a canal, Panama is the same backwards and forwards because they don't believe me. But then if you just connect <laughs> arrows from like one side to the other until you get to the middle, they're oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, in this song, it's mostly the word palindromes, but like within the background vocals, um, Flansburg says, um, "Man, oh Nam, man, oh Nam," which Nam, unless you're talking about Vietnam, right. that's not really a word, but man, oh Nam. So that is this uh, palindrome with the letters rather than the words. Um, it's in Urban Dictionary. A palindrome used in the song Palindrome by They Might Be Giants, which is not correct. Isn't the name of the song? I yes, it is. <laughs> Urban Dictionary is where you Urban go to get needs to the, be, most accurate, <laughs> the most accurate definitions come from Urban Dictionary. Does it, what, is there anything funny in there? No. Isn't that what Urban Dictionary <laughs> is for? For people to submit like the most ridiculous definitions of the things? No, it's for legit urban slang uh-huh. but if you look at some of like the sentences they use as examples <laughs> they get pretty ridiculous it actually just says i palindrome i man oh man okay uh <laughs> this guy did not did not try really hard <laughs> with this urban dictionary submission yeah really uh they're just trying to up their count of definitions that they've put in there uh Usually it's where you go to learn sex phrases right. that I've heard before. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what a Cleveland steamer is, Patrick? I heard it in a Tenacious D song once and I'm just kidding. Uh the nah. 
the craziest word palindrome in the song. Let's just jump right to the bridge. Uh, Son, I am able, she said, though you scare me. Watch, said I. Beloved, I said, watch me scare you, though, said she. Able I am, son. (laughs) Which is one of the few lyrics from, especially those early They Might Be Giants records, one of the few lyrics that I still cannot sing correctly, no matter how many times I've heard this song. And I'll, right. I'll drop. <laughs> you actually just said it incorrectly. Just yeah. then. So, well, this is well. This is on the wiki. <laughs> Able this is on the wiki, I. which is what I always assume is correct. Able am I, son? I believe. Son, son, yeah. I am able. She said, though you scare me. Watch, said I. Beloved, I said, watch me scare you. Though said she, able am I, son? <laughs> That's the only time I've ever sang it correctly. <laughs> That's because I'm looking right at it. Wait, what is? Where's the beloved? Is what am that? I missing? Let's see. Beloved. The rest, because I actually read this before doing this, and that part, I was like, wait, what's the palindrome yeah, here? And then I realized. I don't know. I was trying to split the word in half. And... So that's the one thing. Everything else makes sense. Well, I guess if there's one word right in the middle, that is the middle. You know, just like I palindrome mm-hmm. I, it doesn't say I palindrome palindrome I. Beloved's the middle. Uh, that's that's where yeah. he is. Beloved's yeah. the middle. So beloved is gotcha. That yeah. makes sense. We have fact checked their lyrics, and we <laughs> that they correctly wrote that. Oh, there is one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. There is one other letter palindrome in this, and again, it's in the background vocals. Egad, a bass tone denotes a bad age. Because. <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> egad a bass tone denotes a bad age and it's got to be bass b-a-s-e to work right. a bass tone denotes a bad age dad palindrome dad this, this you know what before we even get into the song that most people listening would recognize and that you and i would recognize i'm gonna need you to look at these links i've sent you for the dial a song versions which will blow your mind. Listen to the the one that's yellow first. That's the Power of Dial a Song 1. And unfortunately, we don't even know what year this is from. So then the previous episode and Aang. Uh unfortunately there is not a song single song uh YouTube clips of this. So you're going to have to click on that one and go to If you look in the description, it has markers for all the songs and if you go to where is it? Where is it? No, you, you shared it correctly. Are you speaking to the audience of... <laughs> oh, did it actually jump to that point? Oh, because yeah, I copied, you I copied on, the link from, right. from that point. Right. Uh, check out this I Palindrome I sung by Flansburg. 2018, great. No, it was oh, uploaded then. It. It was <laughs> <laughs> I Palindrome I Born on the 5th of July One door shut, another one closed I Palindrome I. She king of Brooklyn, she. Master of all she surveys. Lives a life unencumbered by me. She king of Brooklyn, she. Man, when I was a young man. Not like I'm driving a rocking chair now, but man, when I was a young man, I was free. Palindrome I 
So, what do you think about that? <laughs> dude, dude, that it is completely different from. Yeah, it's yeah. Other than Flans were saying "I palindrome I," he doesn't even say it with the right, same melody. Completely different. Layers. And there's this weird like synthy keyboard thing, rah, 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 like not in the the finished version. So now go ahead and listen to. So then they did another demo, uh, which was collected on this thing that apparently no longer exists. Power of Dial a Song Two. Listen to that one. But man, when I was a young man, I was free. I was free. I palindrome. I born on the fifth of July. One door shuts, another door closes. I palindrome. I. She king of Brooklyn. She. Master of all she surveys Lives a life unencumbered by me She king of Brooklyn, she A man, when I was a young man Not like I'm driving a traffic now But man, when I was a young man I was free, I was free I palindrome, I I like that. <laughs> I like that lyric. When one door shuts, or one, when one door, door shuts, another, another one opens. Another one yeah. Shuts another one. Another one opens. I palindrome. I born on the fifth of July. How much this stuff gestates with them. Yeah, and so both of those are Flansburg, and Linnell sings the, you know, the proper album version. Um, and I'm finding on the They Might Be Giants wiki, Flansburg talks about, um, I made a quick song, a quick song for DAS style of song, which really was a sketch I can't even remember, and then I handed off the title to Mr. Linnell. So I guess he wasn't crazy about either version that he made, but he's like, that title, that that's there's something there. And he gave it to Linnell, <laughs> who made it into what it is. Uh how everyone knows it. And clearly the album version is far superior to both of those, though there is some there's some charm to both of those early Flansburg versions. What are you digging into right now? I can see you concentrating. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just kind of thought I was. Oh, where can I find this? Um, what are you looking for? The fact that it was released in 1992 on Elektra Records. I was just like, what other albums were released in 1992 on Elektra Records, and how different was this? The Pixies were on Elektra around the same time. So, like, was Elektra still not a bigger label? Then? No, it was a major label. Flood and Apollo 18 are major label releases. Um, they who knows if they would have stuck around Electra longer, but it's one of those stories you hear a lot where like the person that was the champion of They Might Be Giants ended up leaving the company, and so so like so similar. So it says here four AD is where though like that's where the Pixies and the Breeders and Frank Black came from to go to Electra. Right. Similar like four AD releases the National now. They release a bunch of Mountain Goat um, stuff. I mean a lot of cool like shoegazy stuff. Was on for a yeah, so it's kind of it's just funny. Like Metallica, <laughs> the Cars, 
stereo lab anita baker and they might be giants <laughs> hells yeah it was a crazy time those early 90s those alternative days oh here you go despite having a large stable of noted acts as the 90s drew to a close Electra began to see a slump in revenue <laughs> while noticeably underperforming on the charts it's because they might be giants yeah, it's all them <laughs> it's all them <laughs> um, sorry <yeah>. no, podcasts <laughs> are for tangents it's you know and this isn't an NPR podcast we're not just going to talk very quietly off of a script there's something to be said for scripted podcasts they're very educational but ours is educational and unprofessional so I palindrome I is very <laughs> widely see I can tell I get no reaction from you I'm like he's looking into he's googling other things no I just have nothing to say I have nothing to contribute to this conversation <laughs> that's all I have about this song so um, if you were to make a wild guess as to where this song was rated based you know how popular of a song do you think this is out of their 800 whatever songs how high do you think this one got probably in the middle you think it's around the 400s? I don't know. I mean, I don't know anybody else who likes the MIP Giants <laughs> as much as you or me, so I, I have really no reference point. I've got a lot of them coming out of the woodwork. I've got a lot of the MIP Giants fans coming out of the woodwork when I yeah, announce Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. I feel like if it's strictly by the MIP Giants fans, yes. then it's probably high because it's it's so cerebral. <laughs> yeah. It is currently 22. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I picked good ones. Number one, number 22. You did, man. Yeah. I'm trying not to release too many episodes of like, I don't want to release all the like most, the favorite songs right away. Um, What's last? (laughs) Last place? I'm sure it's a demo (laughs) of something. Um, Let's let's find out. Let's say okay. Like how many albums have they had? Like twenty. Twenty studio albums. Normal. (laughs) Yeah, this is including the five kids albums. So they've had fifteen adult albums and five kids albums. Okay, so fifteen adult. Uh huh. What's what's math? Uh, (laughs) Fifteen. So like, what's two hundred? This ranks the kids' songs as well. So what's two hundred? What's ranked like, two hundred currently? Of, yeah. Okay, two hundred. Here, I'll just go like a hundred at a time. So number one's Anna Ng. Let's see what's number one hundred. The Lady and the Tiger, which is uh, off of Join Us. <laughs> it's off the album Join Us, which is a pretty good one from you know this decade. Uh, two hundred currently is. We just go nuts at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> which is an unreleased song that got col- it's a dial a song song that got collected later um let's see 300 this is fun 300 is i am a human head which was on an ep and collected on a b-sides thing called they got lost later uh 400 is rest a while the dial a song version Rest a while later ended up being on. Uh, I can't even think of what album. Five hundred is Fritalian. <laughs> what the Dunkin' Donuts songs? <laughs> Six hundred is Waves, which is off. Here comes Science. Their third, fourth kids album. Uh, what did I say that was? Six hundred. 
Seven hundred yeah. is Tick, which is off the album Nanobots, which is one of my favorites of theirs in like this century. My fa- my favorite album of theirs from this century. I think, or else it's Ming Car. I don't know. I can't say. Uh then uh and it's a ten second long song called Tick. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for that tick, we wouldn't be in this predicament. We wouldn't be in this predicament that we're in. And that's the song. Uh let's see. Eight hundred is Letter Shapes, which is from Here Come the ABCs, their second kids album. And the last place, they almost made it to nine hundred. 897 is the song I Am a Robot off Here Come the ABCs. It's not surprising to me that their kids' songs are rated right. lower just because, you know, it's adult nerds that are on here <laughs> ranking. I wanted, you should do you should do a podcast with the child nerds. <laughs> Get some actual kids on here? <laughs> yeah, the kids who you know, like love They Might Be Giants albums. <laughs> one of my uh, private lesson students... Is huge into Weird Al. I should ask him if he likes They Might Be Giants, because those go hand in hand a little bit. And yeah, I mean, he's you know he's in sixth grade though. He's he's old enough to listen to the adult albums. <laughs> <laughs> though I do have a friend who is a dad of some older children who's going to uh, do violin off of their first kids' album. No, mm. which might have come out when his kids were little. Um, yeah. Anywho, that was a fun little dive into the rankings. Uh, but those ones in like 500 and on, if you go on there and rank them a 10, they'll jump up in, in the rankings if you rank a song. Like if you went in and gave iPalinger my zero, it might drop down a couple of spots. <laughs> but you wouldn't dare do such a thing, would you? No. No. Anything else about the lyrics that, uh, that strikes a chord with you? How about the opening? Yeah, I mean, just listening to the dial-a-song versions and knowing, you know, it's an idea that's been floating around with him, and these are the final lyrics, and to jump into the song with Someday Mother Will Die and I'll Get the Money. <laughs> Mom leans down and says, my sentiments exactly, you, you son, son of a of bitch. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they might be giants um, don't swear a whole lot. Like, bitch is, is no. about as harsh as they go. Yeah. Um, it's just, It's just, you know, he's... He's moody. They're moody. <laughs> They're definitely moody. And it's fascinating because, like, it's just bizarre off the wall stuff, but they tackle a lot of weird, dark stuff, too. Yeah. Because, so, like, I mean, it's the rest of the song is just palindromes. Like, it's clearly, it, there's no, it's just having fun with palindromes. So, well, and there's some, what I like is there's some kind of like almost what you might call a visual palindrome. I am a snakehead eating right. head on the opposite side. So to choose that too, like you know, that's a dark image. <laughs> snakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there is there's an old old image of a snake eating itself, uh, which is called an Ouroboros. But that's a snake mm. eating its tail. Right. So it's not exactly so an Ouroboros. Be a, and there are two headed snakes. But they're on the same side when they're two headed, not the opposite side. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the thing just it it doesn't poop. <laughs> human centipede, snake gotta... centipede, human centipede. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Next got a head. We're on... going to be discussing the human centipede. Oh film. god. <laughs> I'm sure there are movie podcasts that. Well, there's a podcast called "How Did This Get Made" with Paul Shear and. Uh... Have you listened to this? No, I don't podcast. <laughs> I won't be. listening You don't listen to this. To this? Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> my wife doesn't even listen to my podcast. Um. 
<laughs> Even the episode that she was on, she won't listen to, I'm sure. Because <laughs> she'll be like you. She'll be like, oh, I sound like that. Yeah. Um, she's fine with hearing herself singing on albums, but talking for some reason is harder to take for some people, I think. Anyway. Um, that yeah. sounds like a cool idea, though. How, does it, how did this get made? Yeah, I, I think you'd like it because it's a couple, uh, it's, it's three comedians. And you are a movie buff. I think you, you, you would probably enjoy that podcast. Um, so, yeah, get, getting into to word palindromes, letter palindromes. And then, I mean, I don't think a visual palindrome would be a thing that, I don't know if that's even a thing, but they, they, made, they made it a thing. They made it a thing. Uh, so let's see the trivia and info on the wiki here. Linnell um, says he wrote the song after attending a poetry reading by Hal Sirowitz. Who do I? I do not know, but apparently he has a book of dark verse called Mother Said. So there you go, oh, inspiring those opening lines. Um, and apparently this guy Hal Sirowitz was on. They might be giants had an official podcast, which hasn't posted an episode in like three years. Um, so I'm filling that void. Oh my god! And the track is two twenty two. Uh huh. <laughs> I really thought that through. That's awesome. Yeah, they didn't leave uh, any detail. They probably out. like played on palindrome instruments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this guitar, both the uh, yeah, it's a six string instrument, and both well on a guitar, both the highest and lowest strings are both an E. Though it isn't exactly if you didn't if you split them in half, it's not a palindrome. No, they they created he crafted his own guitar with the body in the middle, two necks going out each direction. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you strumming it with? Your feet? <laughs> Your face? What's the you know, so you your fingers? A drum set, uh, a palindromic drum set would be a lot easier to create. Yeah, that would you got be. the snare drum in the middle and then you've got toms that go off in equal and yeah, you can put a mirror right down the middle of the drum set, equal size toms on either side. Um, this isn't a dorky conversation at all. Uh, <laughs> this is a safe place for uh, nerds. Let's just say that right here. I was just gonna say how I like how the song is educational in a way, but it's right. also mean. It's also mean and dark, and it's just. Uh, like it's it's not a song that they would put on a kid's album, even though it sounds yeah. like in a way like it can teach you about palindromes, but in in an adult way. <laughs> I did not know what a palindrome was when I first heard this song in high school, so I don't know what that says about me or the American education system. Well, but I had to I had to look up palindrome. <laughs> well, there you go. It, it it started you on that road to you know you learned something that day. I mean, I wouldn't say that palindromes are the most important thing you need to learn in English class. I mean, they're a cool little thing, um, but, and then, I mean, maybe in poetry, they might come into play a little bit with someone being clever with a palindrome in a poem, but it's not something you're going to come across every day. Um, All right, I've got to look up Hal Shirowitz. Deep dive. Because maybe that is. I mean, maybe he used palindrome. Maybe that man is a palindrome, and if you split his face right down the middle, it's exactly the same, just like supermodels are symmetrical. <sighs> yeah, I guess a visual palindrome would be more like something symmetrical, but uh, symmetry and palindromes, uh, there's a connection. What do you got Sorry. about this poet? His five books of poetry are very interesting. Are you going to start reading My- his poems? My therapist said, 
Is one is one of the books. books. <laughs> yeah. Before, during, and after. Father said. Oh, so he's got mother said, father said, my therapist said. I see a theme. Shot, chopped off arm. Don't stick your arm out the out the window, mother said. Another car can sneak up behind us and chop it off. Then your father will have to stop, stick the severed piece in the trunk, and drive you to the hospital. <laughs> It's it's not like the parts of your telescope that snap back on. A doctor will have to sew it. You won't be able to wear short sleeves. You won't want to see the stitches. You won't want anyone to see the stitches. I think I just found Greg's new favorite poet. <laughs> I can see why uh, yeah. this guy and the Johns get along. It's a similar, similar sensibility there. Yeah, his poems are wildly funny with an aftertaste of heartache. Which is okay to me. That's they might be giants. Wildly funny with an aftertaste of heartache. Radiantly clear, but haunted by the unspoken. Ooh, <laughs> haunting! <laughs> I found it haunting. Um, Hal Sirowitz is going to see a spike in purchases of his books once he releases this podcast. Oh, I'll tell you, we're going to have hundreds of thousands of listeners right off the bat. I'll tell you. Um, so what do you like about the, uh, so we've talked all about the lyrics. What about um, the musical elements of this song? Anything that uh, strikes you about, you know, tempo, rhythm, melody, any, uh, the instrumentation, anything like that? I think it's the same thing we talked about with Anna Ng and kind of what we referenced. It's, it's a bizarre art piece wrapped up in a pop song. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's uh I mean, I don't know. I, I think let me hold on, let me listen to it. I mean I think it's something that sticks because of the lyrics, because of just the uniqueness of the palindrome aspect and you know absurdity. I, I it's another But it's um, like it, it, it it's like a it could be from the past. Like it could be Or the future. <laughs> you know like anna ing it's one that you know a passerby might straight up call a rock song because it's got right. distorted guitars i mean Linnell, there's not like there's no accordion in this one like that's an <laughs> instrument where most people be like what is this band with an accordion it's got like i think Linnell's maybe playing some organ and stuff like that but it's even got like what I'd call a punk beat uh, in parts was a on the beat double time is what his Germans would call it. Uh, and it's got almost that 60s beat at the start. Uh, Mom leans down and says my sentence. Right, that's why I think I said it be from the past. Yeah, the 60s beat. Yeah, uh-huh. That bop, 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 bop. That bubblegum pop beat. Such a good song. At 152, it has that same kind of feel. Yeah. And it has that little breakdown where it has the huge palindrome with the sun, though I am able. little breakdown there. I also just love this album cover. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that have to do? It's like a little satellite and then the giant squid. <laughs> fighting a whale. Yeah. Fighting a whale. Yeah. Are they fighting in outer space? I mean, I'd assume so since the satellite's there. Or did the satellite yeah. fall into the ocean after being uh, disengaged from its orbit? The ocean gets very dark, man. It's pitch black there. <laughs> I think I chose it just because it, I mean, it stuck with me. It's one of the, what, where was it in the album track? It's two, isn't it? Oh yeah, Dig My Grave is first. <laughs> Shouldn't they have put this at the exact middle of the album? 
Ooh. for full palindromic effects. <laughs> Come Critique on, guys. If you ever meet them in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would be the middle if it's if they're third because there are thirty eight tracks with fingertips. So the middle would be seven. Wait, I don't know math. <laughs> they're they're kind of punk rock too, and they're they're um the track length. Like the right. majority, I mean, I don't know, I don't have all of their albums, but that's something I actually feel like sets Flood back. Is like a, some of the songs go on too long, and like <laughs> just looking at just looking at the tracks, like Birdhouse in Your Soul goes on for three nineteen, Whistling in the Dark is three twenty five. Classic like so, radio single length, but for them, going right, over three minutes is a yeah. long song, yeah. Yeah, Apollo 18 is like bam, bam, bam. I mean, really, the guitar and See the Constellation are the only songs on the album. Oh, and The Statue Got Me High are all over three minutes. Everything else, under. And then you got fingertips. Barely. Then you got fingertips. You want to get into cover? Or Actually, there's a live version I want you to hear that they do. It's from the era when they were promoting the album on uh, The Late Show when it was Letterman. Oh, I actually watched this already. Our next guests made their network television debut on this very program a few years back, and uh, they're here again this evening. They have now just released their uh, fourth album. Uh, this one is entitled Apollo 18. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to They Might Be Giants. Yeah! Boys! What did you think about that? Because they did it with a live band. It's pre-live band era. Did it with Paul Schaefer. Yeah. Doing backups. <laughs> Paul Schaefer doing the Man O' Nam. I think it's, I thought it was, I mean, it's, it's pretty faithful to the recording, so I liked it. <laughs> well, it's got accordion, which I'm pretty sure I was saying that this is one of the songs yeah. that doesn't have accordion. But I guess but you figured... I mean, figured, if you're going to play, if you're an accordion player and you're playing live, you're going to take the opportunity to throw an accordion in there. It's a very visual instrument. It's visually <laughs> appealing. Uh, and plus, Paul Schaefer's playing keyboard, so I guess like he can cover the organ part. I'll add some accordion. I'd like to. I'd like to note that this bass player in the back in tan plants looks exactly <laughs> like all the kids on captured track records right now. <laughs> like this, literally, is how hipster kids are still dressing today. 
Yep. And I'm sure he was just a huge dork. High waist <laughs> high waisted pants, some generic baseball cap, long hair. Those like silky blouse men's shirts. Yeah, tucked in shirts, yeah. The kind of stuff that would have gotten us got got the shit be kicked out of us in middle school is now like what the cool kids are wearing. Are you yeah. Hey Simpson, are your pants pleated? Uh no. <laughs> Okay. I love the uh I don't know which John is which. Seriously? <laughs> Telling you. Flansburg Flansburg's guitar. Linnell is the keyboards. I love I love the way he plays guitar. Oh yeah. He's into it. I mean these guys he's like Yeah, he's on he, crack. Yeah, they these guys <laughs> were into the Ramones and stuff. I mean they came up in that scene. They were both in new wave bands before uh they might be giants. You ready to start some covers? No. Um, I've only got a couple. Hear this guy play <laughs> piano. It's very, uh, it's a testament to how well the song is written that you can just put it on piano and, uh, and oh, it's this, cool. this one, the one yeah. you sent me already. Yep. Yep. Someday, mother will die and I'll get the Astral B. He, he's gotten 10,000 views off of this, you know. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> now, the. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I think what we're getting at from the Anna Ng episode in this one is that for you, it's got to be the complete package of the They Might Be Giants arrangement and their style and, and not just chords and melody and lyrics. I mean, this has. It's got the chord progression played very well. Uh, the guy sings it well. The lyrics are there. So it's got all the, the main elements of the song. Uh, it's got more in common than those dial-a-song versions, too. Yeah. <laughs> the chord, rhythm, melody, lyrics. When it's no, I'd stripped actually down, rather... It, I'd rather have somebody... Like, I liked the fact that that... What was that? Scott Band? Star fucking hipsters on Anna Ng. Just gotta plug them as much as possible. <laughs> they they made made it their own. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want you to check out this one for me uh, on an audio <laughs> medium of a podcast. I want you to check out this one for the the visual elements of this guy's cover. I'm trying to figure out where he's at. It looks like he's in like a limo or something. So this is Daniel Bissell. Dan B does eye palindrome eyes. The name of the video. Someday mother will die and I'll get the money. Says my sentiments exactly. You son of a bitch, I palindrome, I, I palindrome, I, I palindrome, I, I palindrome, I, and I am a snake head eating the head on the opposite side. I am palindrome, I, I am palindrome, I. That has to be a, that has to be a green screen. You think? It's a weird little room. What is that? There's Christmas yeah. lights up. It looks like he's it got like, like eight microwaves. Yeah, yeah like, 
That's what I was thinking. It was like a limo that had weird little windows, like those SUVs. That's what I thought. Maybe it's like the like he's in front of a green screen where one of the options was the interior of a party limo. <laughs> so, but it's really weird because it's giving the distortion that it's an entire room instead of a car. Yeah, and he's kind of like bending down. He's like bending down like he can't stand fully upright in this. What if he was recording this in a limo? How baller is that? (laughs) I like his weird little voice. So you're liking this one. This is the one where I was like, man, why? it's clearly the first time he's ever played this song. No, I mean, there's a difference between liking you. Now I'm trying to play along. (laughs) 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 I I like covers. I'm like going back to the after. Do you? Do you Greg, like covers? Greg Dooley is probably one of the best like rearrangers of past songs. Like the covers that he does in Afghan Weeks does mm-hmm. are just insane. Yeah, what what Bowie song did did Greg Greg what's his name? Greg Dooley. Yeah, Dooley, right. He did a um pretty good cover of a Bowie song after Bowie died. I can't I can't remember which one. Um I'm more interested in They Might Be Giants' cover of Destiny Child's Bills, Bills, Bills. Oh, that's a good <laughs> one. undercover. If you haven't heard Tub, Tub Thumping uh, <laughs> by that Chumbawamba, that's a good yeah. one. Um, okay, now I want you to look at uh, the, the link I just sent you. I am. Bisrock is the YouTube user. They Might Be Giants, I Palindrome I on Synthesia, which is some sort of MIDI-looking program. Let's check that out. So chintzy little drum machine, piano, some synth sound. There's one more. So there is a uh, covers compilation from 1998, which we were still in high school. Okay, 20 years ago. The prior to the They Might Be Giants wiki, there was a, a previous nerd They Might Be Giants site, alt.music.tmbg, and someone from that site. S- ask users to submit covers so these are like home covers (laughs) that somehow made it they they made a cd like just like user generated uh i don't know how this how like a a message board a message board basically thing would be organized enough to put together a cd compilation so i sent you i plopped the actual mp3 because it's not on youtube i downloaded it for free off the wiki uh was the where is it Number eight, Patrick Foster. Oh, I yeah, I got it. I. Mm-hmm. Check that out. Someday, mother will tie and I'll get the money. Mumlin's tongue says my sentiments exactly. See that bulletproof dress hanging from the clothes line? 
See now, I think this. I like this because it, it's like paying homage with his own bizarre interpretation. Yeah, it's very. They might be giantsy. Yeah, it's like a fellow nerd doing his own nerd right. take on it. I, right. I like it exactly. Our palindrome. Our <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty great. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Patrick Foster, and uh, good, good first name. Wouldn't you agree? I think it's a wonderful first name. <laughs> I remember when so we used to call you Pat, and then you insisted that we start calling you Patrick, and it was the weirdest thing to me for years. I, I will insist that you never call me Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> no one has ever called me that. It's my signature, and that's about it. My family, like my extended family, my aunts and uncles, they'll call me Pat. Because and... you'll always be a kid to them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've always known you as a little, little Pat. Uh, okay, so uh, thanks for being on another episode. I had fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was really fun. And I have to make yet a second editor's note. I neglected to have us score the songs. Hey, we were so early in the recording of these podcasts that... Uh, can you blame me on this one? So I texted Patrick and I said, Hey, we forgot what the hell do you want to score this song? He said, Eleven. Because it's a palindrome. Technically, zero to nine are all palindromes, but that's no fun. So, there you go. Patrick's breaking the rules and going 11. Me, I'm gonna stick with the rules of one to ten, but I do friggin' love this song. Apollo 18. I've let it be known that it's my favorite album, and this is one of my favorite songs on my favorite album. I think I gotta go 9.6 for I Palindrome I. Uh, that's uh, that concludes another episode of This Might Be a Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at This Might Be a Pod. Email us, This Might Be a Pod at Gmail. We're on Facebook somewhere. Uh, and you can call and leave a voicemail. Call 224 801 2930. Yeah, everybody, I'll see you later. See you later, Patrick. Thanks. See you later. Yes. Dad palindrome, dad.